We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I mean, I never looked at any, I never looked at age as being an issue. <laughs> like, I, I never looked at it. Not, you know, people put the age limit on, on everything, and I, ne- I never did. You know, the way I work, the way I take care of my body, where I um, prepare, you know, I, I knew what I was capable of doing. Um, you know, I just took different roles the last couple of years of, you know, just playing basketball, trying to do the right thing, um, figure, figuring it out, you know, and then me just knowing my ability was, was always there. You know, I never lost confidence. I never thought I couldn't be who I was before, you know, and Chicago allowed me completely be myself. That is Bulls star forward DeMar DeRozan. He has been just straight up awesome so far this year. And hey, I'll raise my hand. I was someone that did not like the trade. And I and by the way, one thing that that bothers me and it is semantics and a very me thing to be bothered by, it it was a sign-in trade. So they did have to negotiate a trade. So, like, I understand some people be like, well, it was, you know, well, you didn't like the signing. I was, I was, I wasn't the biggest fan of the fit at the time, and I was very wrong on that. But I was, a, I was more not happy with what they gave up in trade and thinking that they overpaid. And the reason I bring this up is because this afternoon, Chris Haynes of Yahoo who is their senior NBA writer, who is one of the most plugged-in dudes in the industry, spoke with DeMar DeRozan about his about his free agency and just how close he was to joining the Lakers or really or the Clippers. Because there were there were some rumors at the time, and maybe this is where some of it got lost in translation, that he would maybe join the Lakers or the Clippers on, on an, the mid-level exception, which would be uh, at less than half of what he's making with the Bulls. So that never really made a whole lot of sense. So when it came to the Bulls having to pay DeMar so much money, there was a big question of where was the market outside of the Bulls? Well, this kind of clears some of that up. And it also plays to something else going on with the Bulls that, we'll, that we'll, I'll get to in a second. DeRozan essentially says he was talking with the Lakers and basically what happened with Ru- with Russell Westbrook was initially going to be DeMar. But that in the negotiations between whether it was over contract details between DeRozan and the Lakers or between the Lakers and the Spurs in terms of compensation for DeRozan, that was, that, that was when Russell Westbrook wanted out. And then within the Lakers organization, they decided to switch gears and go more for Russell Westbrook instead of DeMar DeRozan. That, for one thing, that's fascinating. So it puts some of what the Bulls did in context in terms of the money. Now, we, we'll, we'll probably never know what the Lakers were offering money-wise, but you'd have to assume the Bulls had to pay a premium if they were thinking at the time 
well, it's either going home to LA or coming here. And that's not necessarily a dig on the bulls, but for some guys, and if you've heard any of DeMar DeRozan's comments about how, how much LA matters to him as like being a kid that, that came out of Compton to do what he's done, that matters to him. So you're probably having to pay a premium by not being an LA team. I still don't like giving up that and the one that's for the moment. If we're focused on this year, put on the blinders. Don't worry about that for right now. Now, when you think about the future and the bulls ability to maybe because people talk about bringing in the next star, well, you've traded so many of your picks. I don't know how the bulls are able to bring in the next star for a few years, especially when a lot of the roster is a little bit older now. So that's one thing to keep in mind. But the other thing is, the one negative that is just looming over the Bulls right now is this investigation into tampering with Lonzo Ball and his sign-and-trade and then for the Miami Heat with Kyle Lowry and his sign-and-trade. And it's really, like, it's, it's all dumb. Like, we all know it's dumb. Tampering hamp happens everywhere in the NBA. It just does. And it's just the... I guess it's technically not semantics, but just the logistics of the fact that this leak within the first minute or two of free agency, like the, the Lonzo one was within the first minute. And I want to say Kyle Lowry was within the first like five to 10 minutes. So to be able to, you know, there can be some cognitive dissonance in terms of if it's just a free agent and there's no trade to have to negotiate as well. Like when I think of the summer of 2016, when uh, the Knicks go to Joakim Noah and they're like, hey, we'll offer you four years, $72 million. Really? Where do I sign? That can happen that quick. But when you have to deal with a trade and another team, that's where it gets a little messy. So I, I just find it dumb that this comes out. Guarantee there will be no repercussions for the Lakers because the deal didn't actually happen. Even though you have a player that was involved in this on the record saying these negotiations were happening and judging by the time of when the DeRozan deal or when the Westbrook deal happened, it was before free agency, before the legal tampering period began. So it just shows how arbitrary the NBA is being about this. And I I don't know why they're caring so much to possibly as Woj put out there uh, last week, that it could be the possibility of up to a $10 million fine loss of draft pick or picks and a possible suspension of front office executives. So in theory, that would probably be like a tourist kind show possibly being suspended for who knows how long that would be, you know, up to a $10 million fine. I mean, all, all these owners slash governors, whatever you want to call them, they have money. So I'm not worried about that personally, but the loss of draft pick. And if you want to go the trickle down effect of why all this matters, and mind you, Derek Jones, had himself a nice game. But part of the reason that the Lowry Markinen deal was a three-way deal instead of just between the Bulls and the Cavs was because the Bulls wanted to get another first-round pick since they're worried about losing one because of these dumb tampering allegations. It 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 just is stupid. Like tampering happens. And the thing is, it's also one thing if the league didn't literally build programming around the beginning of free agency and wanting to have these deals ready to announce just like that when the clock switches to whatever hour it is that that free agency opens. It's 
It's just ridiculous. It's all dumb. And I would be saying this if this wasn't the Bulls, if it was just the heat that this was happening to, I'd be saying the same thing because it just doesn't make any sense. 312-644-6767. What do you need to see from the Bulls now for them to meet your expectations? Have your expectations risen as a result of how they've played so far? And then what do they need to do to maybe get to that next level? Because the thing is, I mentioned kind of briefly in passing, Bulls have traded away a lot of their picks. They're built to win right damn now. And mind you, when I say win, I don't mean a title. This team is not built to win a title. Sorry. This has been a great start. They are not built to win a title. And that was part of my issue with the cumulative of these moves was, okay, you're here. You've given up three first-round picks to get Vooch and DeRozan, along with giving up Thaddeus Young, who maybe could have gotten you at least a couple seconds, if not another first, in a separate trade. All, and then maybe overpaying, that's whatever. They've given up a lot to get this roster is the point. And there is a, there is a cap on this roster. Now, maybe it's a little higher than I thought initially, but I still think there's a cap on this roster as of right now. So there are things that they could do maybe in the future. Talk about, uh, I, I know uh, Parkins and Spiegel brought up Nikola Jokic being a free agent in a couple of years. Yeah, at that point, DeMar DeRozan's like 34. And while he's playing right now and some of his games should age pretty gracefully, to expect him to be what he is right now at 34 is a bit of a stretch. So I love what the Bulls have looked like so far, and I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it this year. Like, there will be some... Don't worry about the future. Just enjoy this year while you got it type thing. But if you look bigger picture for what the Bulls can be moving forward, they are capped a little bit in what they can do. 312-644-6767 is the number. 309 texture. Oh, it's Peoria Matt. I definitely expect the Bulls in the playoffs. If they somehow get a big, could be a deep run. Yeah, the only thing is they could use, like, I think Tony Bradley on the whole is fine as a backup big. Like, really, it's just sometimes what they ask him to do is is just, like, not what he's good at. Like, he is known as a guy that can get in the way, be a bit of a rim protector. Like, he came into the league from being in Utah. And in Utah, they run drop. So that means he's a guy that's not going to get up. He's not going to be at, like, the level of a screen. He's going to be a guy that retreats towards the basket and gives you a difficult floater but tries to stop you from getting a layup or a dunk. That's essentially what he tries to do. So when the Bulls are, you know, trying to do different things and Bradley has to do other stuff, he's not really that great at the other stuff. That's part of the reason he's a backup big and he's not a starter. But he's okay for a backup big. I wish he could catch the ball in that short roll situation. But when it comes to Money and assets to maybe improve that backup center position. The Bulls are a little limited, so we have to keep that in mind when thinking about other options. John is in Dallas, and John's on the score. Hey, I'm enjoying the show. They need a. They do need a big man who can rebound. I wish we could get Thaddeus Young back. I really didn't like them trading him. That's the kind of person we need right now, somebody with the qualities of Thaddeus Young. And I think the Bulls will be contend. Now, contend is last thing. We're, they're closer than we really think they are. The Bulls are better than what 
even the 10 and 4 record. They're better than that. I'm telling you, we just need one more big man. That's all we need. I'll hang up and hear what you got to say. I appreciate the call, John. Yeah, they could use another rebounder on the second unit. But I mean, if if we're saying, if you're saying the, the Bulls are a backup center away from being able to like win a title or truly contend for the Eastern Conference, then we're looking at two different teams because like Zach Levine is awesome. DeMar DeRozan has been awesome. Nikola Vucevic has had a slow start, but he definitely can be a lot better. And I think I think people expect him once he gets back out of the health and safety protocols, he'll be better than he was to start the year. But that's where I have some questions of, basically, if you don't have a top five player in the league, you're not winning a title. Vast majority of the time. Now, does the NBA look more open right now than it has in the past? Yeah, a little bit. However... I I just, the Bulls are better than I thought, but you can't convince me right now that they are title contenders. I really don't even know that they can, that they're Eastern Conference contenders. Like if, so to give my range of expectations, preseason versus now. Preseason, I thought the Bulls were reasonably, best case scenario, the five seed, and this is all like within reason, assuming like an average amount of health and worst case scenario, like in the lower part of the play in. So like the nine or the 10. Now I think that floor has been raised. And honestly, it makes a lot of sense because things that DeMar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic have been known of or known as for their careers. And it's kind of a pejorative is floor raisers. They're not necessarily going to raise your ceiling as a team, but they'll definitely raise your floor because when you look at Vucevic teams in Orlando, especially they get to the first round and they don't do anything in the playoffs because you can expose Vucevic in space in the playoffs teams do that. DeMar DeRozan it's, you know, it's, and with either of these guys, it's not just them. That's been the issue for their teams. You know, at least the Raptors with Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan, they've been able to get to the Eastern conference finals. And then it's just, Here's LeBron, and you're gone. That's what it's kind of been for them. So he's had at least a little bit of playoff success, but he's also a guy that, once again, can be exposed defensively in the playoffs. And I think that is something that the Bulls are going to have to contend with. Is And that's why also playoff basketball is so different than regular season. This Bulls team is built to be a regular season team, have regular season success. So I think their, their ceiling... For me, their range of outcomes, I don't think they're going to win the East in the regular season. I honestly probably don't even know like two or three, but I think I think they're they're up to the four. They could be they could host a first round series, which is awesome. Really awesome that they've gotten to that point to where I think there's a decent like it's a possibility that they could host a first round series in the playoffs. You can't tell me that the Bucks, unless all these injuries continue, that they're not going to bounce back and be a top team in the East. Brooklyn is playing in an awesome game right now against the Warriors. As I suggested before, put that game on the TV, hit that mute button, keep us up on the radio or the Odyssey app, however you are listening. Uh, the Warriors with a 16-point lead right now, middle of the third quarter. Uh, I think Brooklyn is still really good, too. And if Philly ever figures out what they're doing with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid can stay out of health and safety protocols and stay healthy, 
that Philly team is really, really good as well. And some of those are just bad matchups. Like, clearly, we saw Philly's just a bad matchup for the Bulls. The Knicks, not the best matchup for the Bulls. I'm not saying they're as good as the Bulls, just a bad matchup. The Bucks are really good. The Nets are really good. So there's maybe Miami as well. I think Miami's more built for the playoffs than the regular season. So this is awesome. But also, let's maintain just a little bit of perspective with it. Enjoy the hell out of it right now. There's a lot of regular season left to have fun. But if you're like me, where you also always have one eye looking towards the future a little bit, that's something else you should that you should keep an eye on too. 469 Texter. Rick, I think the Bulls can be like the 04 Pistons. Their defense is not on par with the Pistons, but the defense has been really good, and good defense and scoring is tough to beat. Yeah, I, I get that, and that's if they were to win a title, that's probably about the comp you'd have to go for. But still, like, Chauncey Billups was really damn good. And, and you know, having Ben Wallace at his peak, Rasheed Wallace as well, that was also a big team. I think at some point the Bulls are going to have to, they're going to have their issues due to their size. And I don't know that there's a move that they can make to get a four that would balance out what they need. Now, John from Dallas calling before, bringing up maybe Thaddeus, bringing Thaddeus Young back. If there's a chance that, you know, the Spurs aren't very good. If Thaddeus Young gets bought out, maybe. I could see that. I could see him being possibly brought back as a, a guy who can fill some minutes for you at the four and the five. Okay. I could see that maybe being a thing. Not necessarily a perfect rim protector like they, they could use, but maybe sometimes he plays next to Tony Bradley or sometimes in matchups where a team doesn't play a second big, he plays in lieu of Tony Bradley. I could see that being a thing. It's not going to put the Bulls over the top, but it's something they could do. 312-644-6767. Talking about the Bulls, what you're enjoying about them, and maybe some concerns you still have, even with as good of a start as they've shown. And in the last segment of the show, condiments. We will talk condiments. I On the, uh, the I'm Fat Podcast fan page on Facebook, which if you're still on Facebook, good on you. Uh, but but uh, <laughs> go like that fan page. Uh, you know, just listen to the I'm Fat Podcast as well. I might as well throw it out there. Uh, I've lasted this long without mentioning it. So on the fan page, someone brought up a question in 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 terms of the con- in terms of condiments. It's a here or four, one of them has to go. We will talk about that in the last segment of the show. A little more Bulls and NBA talk here. I kind of want to kind of zoom out from the Bulls a little bit and kind of look at where the rest of not just the Eastern Conference mentioned some of them, but just what the league is looking like as a whole right now. Uh, before we get to the condiment talk, it, at 840, I'm Rick Camp. I'm here with you until 9 on The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Don't mind me, I'm just, you know, 
enjoying the Silk Sonic that uh, Studs is coming back from break with. If you have not listened to that album, you should. You are doing yourself a disservice by not doing that. And I almost, I literally almost instinctively went with the lyrics right there and glad I didn't because you probably would have needed the dump button. So I'm definitely glad I didn't do that. I'm Rick Camp. I'm here with you till the top of the hour. I, I, you know, like that's one of my things is being a producer as well. Like sometimes you're like, how does the host like say something that could need to be dumped? Like there are some things that are like, up to interpretation that you can kind of understand, but like, uh, you know, things that, that have happened in the past, like I'll never forget one day. And this was years and years ago. This was when I first started at the station and it was still Mac and Speaks and middays. And I don't remember what got Speaks so mad that, like he just, you could tell he was into the topic, which is what you want. You want your hosts passionate about the topic that they're speaking about. And he was just so into it that he just let an F-bomb flow. And, and just nothing's better than watching the board up after something is said that has to be dumped. Because even though you have time to be able to, to get to the button and the button's always within an arm's reach, like it's still funny. There's still the, there's still the, oh God, reaction. It's one of those things that it, it's tough for, you know, a listener to be able to totally relate to. But just think of that moment where even though, you know, you have time, you just hear the thing or whatever it is happens and you just kind of have that freak out moment. That's a board up anytime they hear a curse word. Yeah, every time. It doesn't matter how many times it's happened. I still get that little plus really what what happens to me is the five minutes afterwards where I'm wondering, like, man, I hope I got it. Because, like, even though I know, like, oh, I hit it within two seconds, yeah. which is well within the margin of error for our, our dump button. But, like, even though I know I got it, I'm like, oh, man, what if I didn't? Like, is it, did I get it? Am I sure I got it? Like, oh, it's the worst feeling. Yeah. Yeah. There's the, the anxiety on the board is real. Like, there, there is a lot. And mind you, I think part of it, too, is the profile of the person that ends up being a, 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 a board op, a producer, uh, ten leans towards the more anxious side. But because I think that's partially what makes you good at your job is caring about the little details, whether it's, you know, finding the right music bed to come back with that ties in with the cut, which ties into the conversation that, you know, the hosts are having, or just the, I need to play these spots by this specific time spots or commercials. Uh, so by this certain time, or I got to make sure this dump button got hit so I don't lose my job, like that type of thing. It's all part of the uh, the producer's anxiety, which, you know, hey, we all have our anxieties and in, in our jobs, and that's uh, that's what radio is like. That's not a score thing. That's an everywhere in radio thing. 312-644-6767. Been talking a ton of Bulls and NBA tonight. Had Anthony Heron on, talked a little bit of, about the Bears as well and the matchup against the Ravens. I recommend going back and listening to that conversation because Ant was awesome on how the Bears should handle the offensive line situation, how the Bears should try and defend Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, and then about, you know, possibility of not necessarily which head coach, but like style of offensive system he would like to see from the next Bulls head coach or whoever is in charge of that offense. So 
We spent a ton of time on the Bulls specifically. I do kind of just want to go around the NBA a little bit because I think more than some sports, the NBA is a national sport. Like you always hear with baseball, it's pretty regional. Everybody pays attention to their team, their division. And then outside of that, it can be, it can be touch and go. Like just, just look at the ratings for the, for the world series. Like not exactly what you would hope. And I do kind of want to point out just how upside down a lot of the Eastern, the Eastern conference looks right now. We saw Russell Westbrook yesterday with the Lakers and a lot of those, I don't even want to call them spare parts, but just like the role players that the Lakers had that really helped them win the title. They went to the wizards and even with Bradley P Bradley Beal, not playing well or being out, the wizards are 10 and three five game win streak. They're the only team right now with a better record than the bulls. And mind you, part of that's because it's literally because they haven't played. They've played one less game. They're 10 and three, the bulls and the nets are 10 and four. Although judging by uh, this Warriors Nets game, Nets are going to be ten and five because they're down by twenty early in the fourth. Technically not over, but the Nets are winners because their jerseys are awesome. And then you have Miami, the Cle- and the Cleveland Cavaliers are currently the five seed. The Cavs are always the. It feels like the last few years. The okay, it's it, it's early season. You know, this is good. This is going to go back to normal and, and they'll go towards the bottom of the standings like, you know, you know, to the seller with the type thing. But the Cavs might have a little more staying power. But one thing they've had the best rookie in the NBA, Evan Mobley. He's out a couple weeks with an elbow strain. He like bumped. So in, you see a lot of times guys bump knees. He bumped elbows with somebody. And. So him being out is absolutely critical for the Cavs. So they'll probably struggle over the next few weeks. The Knicks are there, but then when you get out of that top six, as of now, and mind you, of course, we're not even a quarter of the way through the season, but a lot of people aren't paying attention to the NBA right now just because NFL, everything else going on, there's a bunch of stuff. Philly is currently the seventh seed. They're eight and six. They've had They've lost four in a row. Coincidentally, Joel Embiid's been out. So they have not been winning games without Joel Embiid. Still no Ben Simmons and still no Ben Simmons trade. The Milwaukee Bucks right now are out of the, out of even the play-in. Six and eight. Brooke Lopez has not played this season. Chris Middleton's been in and out of the lineup. Drew Holiday is back now, but he's missed time. And Giannis has missed time. The one thing that has happened with the Bucks, basically every game though, nobody likes him, but I like him because he's making me money. Grayson Allen, three-pointers has absolutely been money so far. Now, books are starting to catch up to it a little bit, like to a point where each game I kind of have to look at it, but I've been playing Grayson Allen like four plus three-pointers. He just gets so much volume that while guys, other guys have been out, that it's been hitting almost every night, and it is significantly plus money. So Grayson Allen seems like kind of a jerk, especially on the court, but he makes threes. And that helps make me money. So he, for now, he's he's good by me. You know, until now, I had actually successfully forgotten about Grayson Allen, like entirely. <laughs> so now I'm kind of disappointed in everything because I remember that he exists, and I can't stop picturing his stupid face. He does have a stupid face. As a man, it's, as as a man with a stupid face, I know a stupid face. He's got one of those faces you just want to punch. Yeah, 
And it's it goes. You want to deliver one of yeah, those right to yeah, your suck hole? Yeah, like it just. <laughs> don't know what it is about your face. <laughs> just want to make just makes me want to deliver one of these. Yeah, I I don't even hear what you're saying right now. <laughs> I'm so distracted. <laughs> is there anything I can do about that? No, no, not really. Yeah, it's so good. Step Brothers is great. Now we're to two thousands nostalgia. Oh yeah. We're we're all here for all people, at least you know mostly within the demo. So and that's what matters. But anyway, looking at the rest at the rest of the East, the other team that's really struggled along with the Bucks, and for them, it's not as much about injuries. Although they have what a big one now is the Atlanta Hawks. Some there's like a bad brew going on there, man. They've won two in a row, and that's just to get to six and nine. Not very nice for them. So nice. That's why I said not very nice for them. See, I'm thinking very little, but I am thinking at least a little bit, at least enough to get that. Like Nate McMillan came in midstream last year and the Hawks kind of maintained their shot profile, but, you know, tweaked a few things to make them a better version of what they had been under Lloyd Pierce. This year, they're kind of a traditional Nate McMillan team, which is playing slower than most, ton of mid-range shots, and some of it, I think, is Trey Young getting used to the new rules and not being able to force, a, you know, get as many free throw attempts by, you know, just like falling into fouls as he had last year. But there's got to be a little more there. There's more troubling signs. Now they don't have, they're not going to have DeAndre Hunter, who's a really good two way wing, especially on the defensive end for them for a couple months. They dealt with not having him for a lot of last year, but other guys were playing a lot better. So, they're a team to keep an eye on. I think Milwaukee, even though they're off to the slow start, they're going to be right up at the top by the end of the year. They do what they do. And then in the West, I mean, if you're watching the Warriors right now, the, the Warriors may just, and I was a little skeptical of them coming into the year. The Warriors have been the best team in basketball, like with a bullet so far this year, 11 and two. And they're <laughs> like their net rating is so above and beyond everybody else. So number one team in net rating coming into tonight, the Golden State Warriors, 12 and a half. Number two, the Utah Jazz, 7.9. 7.9. So as I'm going to do math on the fly here and what could possibly go wrong in that, that's a difference of 4.6. So the difference between one and two is the exact same as the difference between 2 and 11. Around 2 and 10. It's not exact, but right around 2 and 10. That just shows how big that difference is and how much better the Warriors have been playing than literally anybody else this year. So the Bulls kind of getting waxed by the Warriors. You know, no shame in that. That's something that that is okay. 773 texter, I see you, but I'm not going to say it on the air. A lot of stepbrothers fans out there. 312 644 Taking your calls, reading your texts for a few more minutes, and I definitely am going to want your interaction in this next segment because while got a few more things on the NBA to do, I want you to get starting thinking about condiments and which ones you can do without. We'll do that in a few minutes, but out West as well. 
One thing that's been really interesting, DeAndre Ayton's been out for the Suns. Missed a good amount of time. Suns played really slow last year. They're number one in pace over the last few weeks. And even with DeAndre Ayton out, the Suns have won nine games in a row. Luka, Luka Doncic just got hurt for the Mavs. I'm kind of rolling through these rapid fire. Luka Doncic, like not a bad ankle tweak. He's kind of day-to-day. The Mavs have Kristaps Porzingis playing like a possible number two guy again. That means they've played better. They've won a couple in a row. They're nine and four. Denver, even with all the injuries they've had, Nikola Jokic, listen, I get it. He doesn't look, he doesn't look like the typical dude. He doesn't play like necessarily the typical dude. He's playing just as well as he did last year. That guy should be getting more MVP buzz, even if it's Steph Curry in a runaway. Jokic should be right up there at the top. I'm not worried about the Utah Jazz kind of middling a bit at eight and five. Like I have a win, I have a oh, over 51 and a half win future on them. I'm not worried because they're doing a lot of what the Bucs did last year, where in the regular season there was a lot of consternation about what are the Bucs doing? Their defense isn't as good. It's because they're prepping for the playoffs. They're trying different stuff so that they have more things they can go to offensively and defensively and they're using the regular season as a testing ground, and they just have so much talent that they're able to do that and still win enough games, they're going to be fine. I really don't know about the Lakers. Like, they'll be a lot better when LeBron gets back. But, I mean, it's rough. And they don't really have picks, and they don't really have money. So I saw someone saying that the the Lakers and the Rams are awfully the same right now. Like, they're building exactly the same. Like these, these guys that are, uh, yeah, man, they're pretty good, but now they're kind of old and, uh, they're kind of hurts and now they have no draft picks and it's just like, yeah, exactly the same. Yeah. Like at least the Rams ones are more in their prime. Like LeBron is bronze damn near 37 and Russell Westbrook is, he's just not as effective. Like He's not as old in terms of actual number of years, but in terms of the way he plays, like he's older than his number, his age would give you, even though he's still a physical freak. And yeah, like LeBron is still around. He's still awesome when oh, he's yeah. healthy, but you know, he's 37 with a lot, a lot of play on, on that body. It's going to catch up eventually. And you know, he's, he's obviously still, he's not as good now as he was when he was 28, but he's still awesome. But and he's going to continue to be awesome for a few more years. But eventually, you can even see it. Like the injuries are starting to catch up. Yeah, absolutely. It's tougher and tougher for him to recover. So some things that he might have been able to like play through or miss one game before now is like a multi-week thing. And that's nothing against LeBron. That's just like you know being a human. Which hey, LeBron is actually a human. That might be the breaking news more than anything. And also when you combine his playoff minutes and his regular season minutes, he's like. Is it third all time? I think like Kareem, I'm pretty sure has that with a bullet, but, uh, but yeah, that, that part's, it's absolutely crazy. All right. Let's take time out. Last one of the show. We'll come back. I've got a food topic for everybody. I'm sure this will be something Jay and I will talk about it on the I'm fat podcast, uh, this upcoming weekend, but you get a preview of it and I'm going to need your thoughts. So make sure you're tuned in. We're talking condiments when we get back. On the score. Ketchup. 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 I'm in way over my head. 
Welcome back. I'm Rick Camp here with you for another few minutes till the top of the hour on the score. It's not a day where Adam Studzinski is producing where you don't get some Simpson something in there. And I knew I, I would make his day at least partially, which is, is probably a sad state of affairs for both of us that, that asking him to pull that clip, uh, you know, for this segment, because so just one of the, those like, you know, random things that gets posted, uh, on all social media. This was on the I'm fat podcast fan page, which if you don't know, I am one of the hosts of the I'm fat podcast with Jay Zawoski and, uh, we have a blast doing it. And now we are on YouTube. So do us a solid, go subscribe to the I'm fat podcast on YouTube. So when we get enough subscriptions, we can like do extra stuff. And when are you guys going to follow, subscribe back to me? What the hell, man? I haven't posted on YouTube in years, but I uh, I subscribe to you guys. I appreciate that. I will subscribe. Well, Jay has the, I actually don't even know the login to go fully behind the, you know, behind the pull back the curtain here. Jay kind of runs all that stuff because he's better with it than me. And it's like literally part of like his new gig. So like he might as well run most of it. And as we've, I've already kind of proven tonight. I'm kind of old and dumb. No, even, I'm just I don't really care. Even though Jay's technically older than me. <laughs> yeah, I I was just I just looked actually the 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 account that I most commonly use on YouTube now I have posted twice and it's been <laughs> a decade cuz it's just like some college videos. Yeah. It, well, the the one video that I posted is actually I think genuinely hilarious. It's a video project I made for a class. Okay. It's really stupid. It's, I mean, we got an A on this project, which is completely absurd, but like, seriously, the fact that we got an A is just, I mean, we did follow all the guidelines for the project, but the fact that like, this is an A worthy project is just, it's stupid. I'll show you later. We, oh, awesome. Okay. So we, we've all have like dumb projects in, in school with stuff too. Like somehow in high school. We uh, were able, a couple of buddies and I were able to watch the Evil Dead trilogy for a project. And I think, I don't remember exactly what we got on it, but I think we did pretty well on that one. All right. So to finally get to the condiment question, this was posted on the, on the I Am Fat podcast fan page. One condiment has to go. Barbecue sauce, ranch, ketchup, or hot sauce. I almost want to put the caveat in there myself of like, if you're just straight up, not a hot sauce person, like mild sauce in there as well. Even though they are two different things. I don't know. We'll just keep it. We'll keep it traditional. Which one goes barbecue sauce, ranch, ketchup, or hot sauce? 312-644-6767. These are, these are the, the, just the dumbest things, but they're what make the score great. At least that's what I tell myself. Yeah, so I'm ditching ketchup. Yeah. I I, I, especially of those things. Like, I don't hardly eat ketchup at all anymore. Like, literally, the only time I do is at a restaurant when I have fries. That's it. Not on, like, a burger or anything? Nah. I usually go on my on my burgers nowadays. I pretty much the only condiment, depending on what kind of burger it is. Sure. It usually is just mustard. Yeah. I mean, if it's the right kind of burger, barbecue sauce, and various other sauces. Yeah, like if it's like oh, cheddar cheese on there, yeah, then yeah. you'll probably go. But like that's me. Like if it's cheddar cheese, I'll probably go barbecue. Especially if like I'm getting an if it's like I'm building my own burger and I want an onion ring on there too or onion straws, then yes, 
100% here for that. I don't know. Not the biggest fan of caramelized onions. Like, I love the taste. So it's, it's a texture thing for me. Like, if my stuff could be cooked with onions, but then not have the onions actually on the sandwich or burger so that I kind of get the onion flavor without having to have, like, the sliminess of caramelized onions, here for it. I know I'm a little odd with that, but anybody who listens to the podcast knows I'm odd. and I, Well, I'm odd in general. Everybody knows that and kind of picky at times. We got some responses on the text line, and I love that we had someone pre-call in just to be sure. Matt in Oak Park is on the score. Hi, Rick. Uh, I'm, di- uh, I'm ditching Zesty Ranch, and I'm keeping the hot sauce. Okay, so why? What's what's your reasoning on, on ditching the ranch? Uh, it's, it's too creamy. Okay, so I ditch too. Okay, so definitely a cons- more of a consistency type thing. I appreciate the call. If if the the phone line was a little bit better, I would have let you roll a little bit. On the text line, seven two seven says get rid of hot sauce. Five one two. Ranch can get out. I'm, I'm skipping the two letters in the middle. Because once again, I don't want to see studs have to scramble for the dump button. Although it would be kind of funny. You know, if you do the acronym, is that okay? Oh, no, I could, I could, yeah. I could do GTFO. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. Especially this time of night. Oh, after, yeah. Oh, wait, well, not after 9 o'clock. Well, after 6. We're after 6. We're good. Yeah. All right. 309, Texter. Ranch definitely must go. I'm assuming Cool Ranch Doritos would still be available. And, yeah, like, that's the Cool Ranch. Like, I actually kind of like Cool Ranch Doritos, but I don't really like ranch in general. 773 Texture is throwing slander at me. I mean, he's not wrong in the fact says, you don't like mayo, Camp. I can't trust your condiment palate. That is correct. I'm not a fan of mayo. There is one condiment that is mayo-based, that I am here for. And it is the sauce that's on the on the potato salad at Fatty's and DeKalb. It's basically... It's so specific. <laughs> yeah, well, it's essentially, like, it's, it's a thinner... Like, when you think potato salad, like, for one thing, it's like, you know, it's fried potato. But it's, like, it's runnier. It's not as, like, when... Like, with what Matthew was talking about in terms of consistency of it being, like, pretty thick... With like ranch, with mayo, this is not thick. This is pretty thin. So it's almost basically like a hot sauce. So like at first, I didn't really know it was mayo-based. So I I rolled with it. So that's my thing. I'm I'm kicking the ranch out. I pretty much live off of barbecue sauce and hot sauce and then ketchup every once in a while. Okay, 708 Texter has a... This is what we call a fat hack on the podcast. Cheap frozen pizza, add hot sauce, and dip in blue cheese. I feel like everybody is either very pro or very con blue cheese, and there's like no middle ground. I'm out on blue cheese, but I don't, I don't, you know, if you're in on it, that's cool. I'm generally out, but I don't hate it. Okay. I just like, I, well, this is, all right, real quick story. Like, if you do this to me, I hate it. So I was at this restaurant on, on the north side, and, um, I don't remember exactly what I ordered. I think I ordered like wings or something like that. And it's supposed to come with, I you know, I asked for ranch mm-hmm. and coming out and I'm, I'm eating the sauce and I'm like, this is definitely blue cheese. 
And so the waitress comes over and I was like, hey, you know, I, you know, I asked for ranch, like, you know, just be nice about it. It's not that big a deal. She's like, oh, we're actually out of ranch. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, so you just brought me blue cheese? Like, wait a minute. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Like, didn't say anything. Just came out, set her food down. And I was like, wait, like, I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, whatever. But like, I was, I, it was then I was talking to my friend. I'm like, really? Like, can yeah. at least say something. Right. Don't like, just bring me blue cheese and insult my intelligence by putting it in front of me and not saying anything. I would get, like, buffalo-flavored things more often if they weren't just always paired with blue cheese. I get that it's, like, a good pairing for people that like it, but when it's, like, already on stuff and I don't want to have to deal with, oh, can you take this off and put this on and, like, deal with all the specialization stuff, you know, because I don't, I don't need people spitting in my food. Like, I just, I'm not going to deal with it, so then I end up getting something else. I just appreciate the choice. Exactly. And if I ask for one, don't just bring me the other and not say anything. Right. Yeah, that's that's a that's a bad move. But yeah, like you're out of ranch, cool, whatever. Don't just bring me blue cheese. Yeah, that's that's something really specific to like to just assume someone's going to want. Uh, that that's a bad move by your server. All right. Thank you so much to everybody who's been listening the last few hours. Thank you to Anthony Heron for coming on. Thank you for calling. Thank you for texting, of course. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Rick C. Camp. Uh, I'm always here for the Bernstein and Rahimi show, the executive producer of that show, which is still kind of cool to be able to say that it's like still sinking in. Like I know on the podcast, on the I'm Fat podcast, Jay Zawoski and I have talked about imposter syndrome a decent amount. Uh, yeah, kind of have a little bit of that, but it's not not necessarily in a bad way, just like a this is really cool. And that I'm at this point is uh, is pretty awesome. So I appreciate all the well wishes I've gotten for having that gig. And I always love getting the opportunities to get to talk with you on the score. Thank you so much. Les will be here with you at midnight. Thank you to Adam Studzinski on the other side of the glass for making this easy for me as well. I'm Rick Camp, and this is The Score. Can I finish? Please, can I finish? Okay, I'm finished. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.